So they were definitely an inspiration for us. And really? I mentioned that to my mom. Yeah, I did. I, and, and that was part of my sales pitch to her, I guess, initially was like, yeah. hey, you know what? They're a mother son. <laughs> and I, I immediately then I saw it kind of piqued her and she's like, oh, OK. And so, you know, that was sort of part of my sales pitch, yeah. if you will, to her. Was on Sorry, I got to add a Christmas thing to this intro too. Like it's nothing's off limits. Welcome welcome everybody to Cup to Cup. Uh this is our What's on Tap episode. Uh basically we bring on a local brewery and uh a local brewer owner, uh aficionado and let them tell their story about how their brewery came about and what's going on with them and super cool stuff. Uh tonight we have very special guest, Mr. Dennis Espinosa. Uh, he is from Maine and Six Brewing. Welcome, Dennis. Hello, hello. How are you doing tonight? I'm uh, well. We also we also have Jason and Chase as well. Say hi, guys. What's up, guys? Yo, no one really cares about us. <laughs> they do. You say that every time, but everybody cares about you, Chase. That's false. I care about you, Chase. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Dennis, uh, so f- we we normally like kind of open up with like who you are, how you got into brewery, um, brewing yes. and stuff like that. Um, but then we were talking about it earlier and I had to cut you short because I was like, wait, 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 let's hit the record button. Um, but I, I've i been drinking your beer for the last year at least. Um, and I noticed something pop up on Instagram and it was funny because I was like, hey, you won this award and you mentioned another award and then Chase <laughs> mentioned another award. And so let's just talk about all the awards you're actually winning uh, at Main and Six. And you also are the co-founder and brewer there, correct? Yeah. So I'm the co-founder and the head brewer. My mom and I own it together um, and we've been open now three years. That's, That's awesome. Yep. Nice. Thank you. What, what made you pick Springfield? So we looked at a number of different historic neighborhoods in Jacksonville. Um, I always, you know, have gravitated or thought breweries gravitated well and did well in historic neighborhoods. So we looked at Riverside and some of the other ones, but they had already been pretty well developed and the price points were pretty high for some of the buildings. And we wanted to own a building. We didn't want to necessarily rent because then you're sort of beholden to the, uh, the landlord. So we looked in Murray Hill and, and, um, also in Springfield, and we just couldn't find anything in Murray Hill that we really liked, and so we went ahead and found something in Springfield, and uh, you know we looked for probably six months before we landed on the building that we're in now, and it just kind of happened, uh, you know, like things do sometimes, you know, mixture of luck and happenstance. Yeah, everything fell in place. That's awesome. Correct. That's um, right. That's awesome. The one thing Eight. that I always uh, always go back to when it comes to you guys, uh, I know it has nothing to do with the beer. But yep. your bartenders are probably the top five bartenders I've ever been to in my life. They're the nicest, like, yep. I don't I know how to explain it. Like, I remember being in there one time and some dude came and said, I was coming here because I heard the bartender was badass. Uh, I don't, oh, I don't no. It was like a random conversation. Man. And he yeah. pointed at the guy that I was like, dude, that guy is awesome. And I can't Greg, put my probably. finger on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they're just, like, super friendly. I don't know. Like, I always complain about Jackson. We have, like, the best beer and the best food, but our service here kind of sucks sometimes. Uh, yes. So it was, it was cool uh, to be, like... <laughs> serviced by you guys like 
and it was badass. I don't know. I don't know how to gotta explain it. Yeah, it's got to be a better way to say so, it. So <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. We got really lucky. Not only have I always wanted to make obviously the best beer possible and have a really good atmosphere, but one of the things I wanted is to have good staff, not just knowledgeable, but actually good staff, good, genuine people. And it can be hard to find. I mean, I think anyone in the service industry, whether they're a brewery owner, whether a bar or even a nightclub or a restaurant, I think it, it sometimes is a challenge to find those not just reliable, but the good staff that bring people back back um, and then you know sometimes people will become regulars not so much because of the beer but because of the people behind the bar and that's just as you I mean almost as important as having the, having as good as a beer as possible as having good staff so that's something I always wanted and I got you know pretty lucky with with who we have for sure yeah you can bind those two and I mean that's a that's gold right there yeah, I agree I agree. Speaking of gold, uh, <laughs> the one thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, and I may be jumping over Jason here, but the Great American Beer Festival is, yes. from what I understand as just an amateur guy, is like the Super Bowl of beer, right? It is. It is. And you guys brought home the freaking gold medal. We did. I, that's the best of the best. I mean, that's like I think I read an article where you said that's like your lifetime achievement award, basically. It is. I think you can ask any commercial brewer, especially a brewer that's an owner. I mean, any brewer, I think, whether they own a brewery or they work somewhere, want that. You know, that's something that we all strive for. So it's no different than like you were saying. I said the Super Bowl or an Oscar for an actor or an actress. So I think the ability to sh to highlight you know, your beers at that level, like the premier level, you know, nationally, and then to come away with some form of a medal, whether it's a bronze, silver or gold, means that you're doing it right. You're doing something right. And to win a gold, obviously, is the penultimate, is the best of those. So, um, yes, that was definitely a lifetime career achievement for me, for sure. And awesome. was it was it like a specific beer that won the gold or just like the whole brewery as a whole? They do have the brewery awards, but this was a, for a beer. It was for our Imperial Stout we do every year for our anniversary. It's called Weapon of Mass Destruction. We call it WMD for short. <laughs> nice. And uh, it, we do a variant. We do a few variants, but the one that's been the most popular in the last three years has been Mexican chocolate cake. So we age the beer on cinnamon, cocoa nibs, and vanilla, and then we bottle it. So last year's 2019 version was so good. We sent it off. It's won a gold medal in every national competition, and I think it won one bronze as well. But it's just something that I knew once we had it and we had made it, I'm like, I, I, I reserved. I think I held back a couple cases so that I could send the competition in age. And uh, I just I had a feeling, you know, with how well it came out, that it was going to win some medals. I didn't necessarily think of the GABF, but, you know, when time came, I was like, we're sending that beer for sure. And, we, you know, and there you go. I've that's amazing. I thought the awesome thing about that as well um, is just just basic research that I was doing is that it was the first gold medal for the city of Jacksonville as far as that festival as well. Damn. So yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. Yep. Well, it, it was. Listen, we watched it live that night. This year, every year, the GABF is usually on a Saturday. It's the end of that week in Denver, and it's sort of late morning there, Denver time, and then it goes for a few hours. Everyone walks on stage, and I think they meet Charlie Papazon, and, and all that happens. This year, they had to do it because of COVID through like yeah. a Zoom. And so I watched it live at the brewery, and uh, like you know, we had probably twenty or so people that didn't know that I was going to put it on television live <laughs> there, stream it, and it it was everybody jumped and cheered. It was awesome. It was an incredible moment for sure. Like a cool watch party at that point. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's pretty it was. awesome. 
especially the people drinking that beer they're like i'm drinking that yeah. i had some left that i cracked open a couple bottles in the far back cooler and i brought them up and then we did some barrel age as well so there was definitely definitely celebratory drinks that night for lot. sure that's awesome um i have like a two-parter and I, i'm gonna try to remember the second part but the first one is about the beer itself so I've noticed this more and more and and finding like original names or original recipes is very hard these days than it was like 20 or 30 years ago. So when you won this, is this an original recipe? Has it been done before? Did you tweak it a little bit? Like, Uh, I did it, you know, it was from our first year uh, that we were, I think the first six months I did this beer and then I did tweak the recipe and then I redid it right before our anniversary, our first anniversary. Mm -hmm. And then it came out much better. Uh, We bottled it, did some of the variants. Mexican chocolate cake was one of them. And then fast forward to year two, which was the 2019 version that did win. I looked at the recipe. I think I made minor tweaks. I was really happy with year one's anniversary WMD. Um, And when I looked at it, I try not to, if I find something I really like, especially a recipe, which can be a fault that brewers have, is that, you know, they, they don't want to change certain things recipe wise um, and I fall into that I'm, I'm kind of aware of it and I try not to but I looked at it I thought I was pretty confident with where it was and I'm glad I did because the changes I made if I if I remember correctly were minor in the amount of grain like overall and I mean again these are like half percentage differences and things that here and there for especially malts so um, I kept it pretty close to the way it was for year one's anniversary the year prior Okay. So, but was the original recipe you did the, the first year, was that your recipe or is it kind of something you found online and then went from there? No, it was my recipe, but okay. I had a friend of mine help me with it. So, okay. so one thing that I have been lucky in that, um, I got trained by a few different people through my first year because I didn't really plan on being the brewer necessarily myself. I had a brewer originally. <laughs> uh, he wanted to go back home where he was from, so he did, and that kind of left me without a brewer. And so a friend of mine um, helped come over and train me, and, and another guy did as well. So I would bounce ideas. A lot of brewers do that. They'll bounce ideas off each other, and I still do it to this day. Um, and I ask their opinion, you know, because a lot of them have been doing it longer than me. And I certainly don't consider myself an expert in any way or, or another. So a lot of what I do, I end up. Um, bouncing things off of people and, and that, you know, they offer their opinions and advice and I take it and I change it, you know, as I can. Wait, so how long have you been brewing beer for? So I, you personally, I mean, professionally, commercially, I've been brewing for about two years, almost three. I mean, the first month and a half, two months, I didn't brew. I first month and a half of the brewery. I did not brew. I I brewed with my brewer, if you will, but, um, after he left. So, but prior to that, I was a home brewer for about five years, four and a half or so years. So I guess if you Uh, want to include total time from home brewing to today, yeah, six plus to seven years. Okay. I thought you were like just saying you went into it cold, you know, uh, (laughs) when you're okay. But still, Uh, I mean, that's what a combined seven years of experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to win the gold medal, you know, with that badass man. It's so that's pretty amazing. You don't see that. So one thing I knew as a home brewer, a lot of home brewers that become owners or brewers make that mistake that they think that they know more than they do. Commercial brewing, home brewing are, are, are so, so different, not just because the equipment you use, but the degrees in which the ingredients work, especially hops and utilization. There's all these things that, you know, in the science background of brewing um, that are, are not the same. They're not one to one, if you will. So um, 
I guess I knew I didn't think that I had, I wasn't confident in myself that I could be the brewer for the brewery itself initially. And then when our brewer mm. left, I know this is a long winded answer, but when he left, I was sort of forced, thrust into it. And actually it was a good thing because I actually am very pleased. It's helped me become more confident, not just as a business owner, but also as a brewer and see some of the mistakes I may have made as a home brewer. And, and it, there's a lot to learn. So it gives me both you know, aspects, not just the business side of it, but then the actual technical, the brewing mm -hmm. side of it. And I think that's valuable for a lot of, for a lot of different ways, but you know, I think a lot of owners should try and maybe, you know, try it out too. I mean, I'm not saying all of them can, but yeah. I th personally, yeah. I think it's valuable. No, I think not it's all cool. can win gold medals. <laughs> that's true too. That's very, true. That's very I, true. I mean, you were kind of forced to kind of jump in feet first uh, Correct. And, and, and it yeah. was to your benefit at the end. Yep. For sure. Yep. Absolutely. So I like, what did you do prior to brewing? So you're brewing at home. So I assume you're doing something for, for a living. Like it was I, it anything to do with beer. No, it wasn't actually. I was always a craft beer fan. I went to Intuition and Ardwolf and uh, Engine 15, Bold City, all the ones that have been around for a decade or more. Yeah. Um, I worked at a law firm. I worked actually with my mom. She's an attorney. I ran her office. I, I did uh, go to grad school for about a year. And what happened was when I didn't like the program and I knew I wasn't going to go to law school, I uh, didn't know what I was going to do. So really to sort of take my mind off of everything as I dropped out, right after I dropped out of grad school, I saw a friend homebrewing. And I always liked craft beer at that point but i never ever thought about brewing or owning a brewer or any of that so I, I figured hey let me you know if he can brew let me borrow his equipment i, I want to do it so i literally borrowed his equipment and another friend of mine that he had brewed in the past he came over and we did it in my garage like most people end up doing and from there it just sort of spiraled i got i became really enamored with it and obsessed and then after about a year to year and a half of doing it I sort of thought, well, why don't, you know, why, why couldn't I try to, why couldn't I get involved in the industry? I tried to find some part-time work at breweries, but at the time there were only, I think five or six in Jacksonville, even then. And this was yeah. six years ago, six, maybe five That's and a half. Crazy. And uh, no one had room. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll have to do it on my own. And I did. So I just got more equipment, got better at it, started entering competitions. And the goal was to just show from others objectively that I can make good beer. And I thought I made pretty good beer as a home brewer. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of went from there. Yeah. And then convinced that's my mom awesome. to invest with me. <laughs> I, uh, that's kind of like Bold City. I, I did a mini yep. documentary on them. And that he that's kind of how they opened up. Is he? I think he was some kind of office gig. And then he got into home brewing. And then he, yep. he asked his mom for help. I think it was her, her retirement or something like that. And they combined it and opened up Bold City. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. That's cool, that's man. Super cool. Um, so they were definitely an inspiration for us. And really? I mentioned that to my mom. Yeah, I did. I, and, and that was part of my sales pitch to her, I guess, initially. was like, yeah. hey, you know what? They're a mother-son. <laughs> and I, I immediately then I saw it kind of piqued her interest. Like, oh, okay. And so, you know, that was sort of part of my sales pitch, yeah. if you will, to her. They're a nice family, man. I haven't I haven't yeah. seen them in a long time. But when we did that little documentary on them, um, they, it was just cool, like seeing that everybody that worked there was connected to their family and somehow it was like a very family ran brewery. So that's kind of yeah, cool. absolutely. Um, so I guess my 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 question, that second part question was, did you have and I know this is goes way, way back to what we were talking about originally. Um, but did you have any kind of clue that you might have won or you would be in the winning or in the running to win? Like, do no. they let you know? Like, 
The only the only competition that does something like that is Florida has its championship or yeah. competition rather the best Florida beer championship and that's in T- T- Tampa. So they'll tell you what beers have won ahead of time, but you won't know what. And they actually require us to bring two sixtals at least of that beer to the ceremony because part of the ceremony is you get the award but they showcase your beer for the other winners and other people there to, to sample. It's a, it's actually a novel. It's a pretty cool idea. But other that than cool. that, awesome. no yeah. no other competitions will tell you until the day of. You never, okay. you don't know. That's what I figured. So I mean, that's like. And did you guys have a clue? Like the humble side <laughs> of you. Like, did you think like, yeah, we're just how, watching how this for the fun? Were you? Yeah. So <laughs> we sent five beers, and there were two beers I thought had the best. Uh, it was one of the two that I thought had the best chance of meddling. I didn't. I, I honestly did not think I was going to win a gold. I really didn't. I thought we would get a bronze at, mm. at best with with either one of the two. This one included, but yeah. I didn't because when they when they did the whole announcement on television, watching it, uh, you know, they did bronze and they did silver. I'm like, oh well, okay, you know, next time. And then they did gold and they announced our name and like everybody went cheering. So I again, I didn't expect to win a gold, but it, yeah. you know, I, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's weird to me because, like, I'm trying to, like, break down how how you compare yourself to others because you said, like, I think maybe we could have won a bronze. Like, when you compare, like, sports, like, all right, I know that team's better because of stats. Like, they they have a better running back, they have a better quarterback. Like, for you to be like, I think this beer beer could win bronze. How do you compare that to, like, what you know that's out there? That's a really good question. So, okay, prior that beer specifically, WMD, it had won a, a gold up to that point um, at the one in Oregon, and, and then the year before that, in its iteration, had won a bronze. So I knew going in that this beer nationally uh, had won a bronze and a gold, one in Ohio, and then again the gold in Oregon. And then here we are, fast forward six, seven months. I said, okay, this beer has you know has the best track record nationally of doing well. And so I that's that's what I and, and uh, so GABF is the most prestigious and difficult to win a medal. So I figured if I won something at those others, at the very least, I was in the running for hopefully a bronze for that beer in that category. And uh, that's the only, so that to answer your question, the reasoning I had was based on prior performances in national competitions. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I was just kind of going through the list and I'm just like, there's so many beers. And I was, I went on the website, I was going through this long, long, just yeah. history lesson of all the beers that were winning or that were, that were in it. And I'm just like, how in the hell do you break this up? Like that's, that's just, it's just crazy. So do they give you a gold medal? They, I know that's probably... <laughs> It's not actual Go gold, so it's not actual gold. <laughs> it, I would imagine it's some, you know, like uh, you, I don't know. It's probably not ten, but anyways, yeah. yeah no, they give you a medal. Yeah, I yeah. have it hanging. So all of our medals are hanging. If you when you whenever you all have a chance to go yeah. to the brewery, you go to the bar, and then they're all hanging on the ceiling okay, behind yeah, the bar yeah. above the, yeah. the staff's head. So um, we've won. Other than the WMD, it's won three golds and a bronze. Our brown ale, which is our one of our core beers, has probably won the most medals, but but it has not won a GABF yet. Okay. So hopefully, yes. but um, I like that. Yeah. They, they all send you medals and they're yeah. all, you know, again, silver, if, bronze or gold in color. If you, if you can't tell, Chase is our most competitive friend. Uh, like everything he <laughs> yeah. said so far is like, no. he referenced either the gold, you winning, you're the yeah. best. I mean, like it's all he it's cares just, about. No, it's just, it's an awesome accomplishment. Look, if I walk into a brewery and I see a bunch of like gold medals up, yeah. I'm going to be like, right. oh, hell yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree. hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> I'm That's the same awesome. way. Uh, yeah. We were there. I was there, I think this past weekend and I got to go beers and I was like, I was stoked. I was like, how about beer while i'm uh chilling with you guys and stuff like that and then yeah. sure enough uh my wife drank them the night before so 
there is that. <laughs> I was like looking here because so. like we bought like 24 <laughs> beers like for the like for a couple weeks for us just to have like not yeah. from you guys, not from you guys, just okay. from I around. Say, wow, okay. Yeah, from around uh, Jacksonville and like there was I kept pushing yours all the way in the back and then sure enough she grabbed it and I'm like son of a bitch. I just <laughs> she felt knows like your it was, strategy. Yeah, it was sacrilegious to me for me to like drink someone else's beer here. So I was like I feel awkward. I'm gonna put it in a solo Fine. cup. I don't want him to know. So. It's fine. <laughs> she kn- she knows he keeps his good beers in the back. Yeah, so that's she's right. On to him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Exactly. She's on to you, man. I got it. I got a question. I've always yeah. wondered just about like brewing in general. Yep. Um, and maybe you can ask answer this. I I saw one of your Instagram posts and it said that you used uh, Widow Jane barrels right. to age your beer. Yep. Um, how the hell do you decide what barrels to use? <laughs> like I. You know, like, does it, does it, obviously it changes the flavor of the beer depending on each barrel, but right. like, how do you decide on that particular barrel, you know? So that's a really good question. And it depends. So you, every brewer and, and brewery and brewer specifically has the barrels and the whiskey and or, uh, alcohol purveyor they want to get barrels from, but sometimes you don't have that option because you'll call the cooperage, whoever has the spent, the older barrels from, you know, whatever distillery, and they may not have what you want. And that, that happened. I wanted to get four roses again. That's what we used in year 2019 uh, for that barrel aged WMD. So this current year that just came out, we couldn't find any because it's so, you know, a lot of the big breweries, you know, they go after the hotly sat, the highly sought after whiskeys right. as well. So small breweries like me kind of, we get what's, what's left sometimes. If you don't, you don't know when these barrels get released to the cooperages sometimes they'll send out emails and then sometimes their insiders is like hey sierra nevada or whoever we have this huge lot that's just come in and they'll just you know buy it up and so for us widow jane was what we found and greg my tapper manager and bartender that you know is super nice you guys were mentioning he um drinks a lot of whiskey so i have him help me find what he thinks is the best of the whiskey barrels and we'll go down we use a few different cooperages uh firms or companies whatever and we get their list whenever we're ready and basically from that list we decide on what we think is the best for that beer okay nice so we have a choice but sometimes you don't have a choice sometimes you don't have a choice yeah correct a limited choice that's right but widow jane is a good you know for for whiskey you know i'd never heard of them so great kind of educated me on widow jane they're out of new york and so kind of followed them on instagram and did some research and then we went ahead and got the barrels you know and then it came out well this year's barrel barrel aged wmd is a lot more barrel forward it's not hot or you know super uh ethanol or alcohol forward on the taste but the aroma you get a lot of the whiskey aroma and 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 oak aroma but you don't get so much of that really pungent you know Mm -hmm. sometimes rough coarse taste from too much whiskey barrel on the beer on the palate so refresh my memory because i know we probably asked this once or twice but i i have space how actually do you use the barrels like how like i know not you specifically but the whole process yeah. and maybe you can kind of dive into how you use it but and can you use them more than once that was my other question yeah so you can use barrels more than once yeah. i like to use them just once personally because you get most of the barrel character the first time you use it which you know most people would assume and that makes sense but if you wanted to use it a second time you'd have to leave the beer in there a much much longer time like upward of a year if you use it initially you can get away with sometimes 
two months to four months. Maybe yeah. I, I would say you wouldn't want it in there any longer than five or six months because depending on how much you want to take of the barrel character. But basically you get the barrel in. Sometimes it's dry. Sometimes it's wet on the inside. It still has whiskey. It just depends on how quickly that you've gotten it from the cooperage than they've gotten it from the distillery. So after that, we would steam the barrel on the inside to make sure there's you know nothing wild yeast growing in there or whatever. After it's steamed, we'll wax some of the larger cracks if there are any on the staves. And then from there, we'll purge it with CO2 and then fill it. And then we'll age the beer for you know, like I said, probably three to five months, preferably for the initial time. The patience you guys have. I just, that, was, I, that was actually a better question than I thought it was. Yeah. Like when yeah. he asked, I was like, this is kind of a weird question, but I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that yep. process. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's not like you said, it's beer brewing uh, is patience. And one thing I actually, before brewing was not a, a very patient person. I was very impatient <laughs> and it's the truth, uh, but I, it's taught me to be much more patient. Um, because beer, you know, can take on the short end, three and a half, four weeks, you know, three weeks, depending on the yeast strain, all the way up to years, depending on barrel aging. And then loggers, pilsners can take six to eight, eight, eight weeks, somewhere yeah. in there. So yeah, it's a patience for sure. I was just curious because like I, I, I had a five or six year old kit in my house and I finally said, you know, I'm, I have, I have a break. I'm going to try it. Yeah. Well, I got lazy. I didn't clean it enough. And there was, there was, uh, um, already mold growing in there uh after yeah. like Gross, two dude. weeks yeah, yeah i didn't clean it properly and I, and it might have been too also all my gear was like six seven years old so i like sanitized sure. it and did it all but like as i'm cleaning it i wasn't upset i was like i i'm an idiot i don't, I don't really know what i'm doing that much i was just i was reading instructions going play by play yeah. uh and i was rushing though that was when i at the end of the day i was like what did i do wrong like i know i cleaned everything but i was moving so fast because i wanted to get this out before christmas Yep. Uh, so like that when you said like four or five months it'll be ready i'm like i don't have the patience for that like i i would just <laughs> yeah. want it now like that's that's the first thing that came to mind one thing that scares me is like bro like you put it in there and four or five months later it comes out and you're like well that's that just tastes like shit that's you know? right like, <laughs> like so, you just wasted all that time that's like, correct oh, yeah you oh, wasted man. time and the product so i mean and there's no we've dumped beers i haven't luckily haven't had to dump any barrel aged beers but i've i've had beers in the fermenter that have you know been oxidized you know things happen um you know yeast over attenuates there's a lot of different things that can happen if you rush the process and then yeah then you end up so you wasted that time you know man hours labor water all your raw materials uh yeah and then you dump it down the drain and it, it, yeah. there's no brewery that's immune from these things yeah. that happen yeah for sure i was embarrassed i was i would walk down the street like the gutter obviously is like five blocks like two blocks away from me i'm like cool you can't be right in front of me so like so i'm walking this like five gallon jug like just da 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 and i'm like coming back and i'm pouring the beer and i'm like you jackass (laughs) it's the beer version of the walk of that's right so as a home brewer that's what i i used to dump out you know corny kegs that after four weeks and try finally try the beer carbonated and there was a stretch of time where i was getting so aggravated with myself and so pissed off because i was having like three or four batches they weren't infected they just weren't good beers i just couldn't execute with the style i was looking for so i was dumping them out and finally my neighbor next door is like hey man i'll drink all i'm like listen dude you don't want to you know he's this this old retired navy guy he's awesome but uh and he parties all the time but he is <laughs> um awesome. yeah so I, I there was a i call them dumpers there was a while where i was had like three four of those dumpers in a row and it's really demoralizing you know yeah. for a brewer it is but you know i i finally stuck with it or i did stick with it and finally i landed the you yeah. know i, I kind of nailed it after a while but yeah. it happens oh, yeah 
that's that's kind of how I felt. I was like, I'm gonna go back and I'm actually gonna sit down and do the homework instead of yep. do the homework while I'm brewing. Like actually, like <laughs> like read the papers and do that before I do that. I was texting all my buddies, all the brewers that were on here. I'm, I'm kind of friends with a, a few of them, and so I'm texting them. I'm like, I'm an ass. I'm like that guy like asking like someone how to do their job like really quickly and explain it to me. Uh, so, dude, I commend like you guys. Calling a doctor and being like, so I I have like this eight yeah. uh, on my elbow. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Let me give a let me give a quick disclaimer. Uh, Santa Claus is coming around my neighborhood in a fire truck, so if you hear a fire truck going off, Santa doesn't give a shit about podcasts. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. So if you hear something, that's uh, that's Santa. So. Noted. I have, a, so, I have a dog walking around too, so if you hear slurping, it's my dog. You know, we you know we're eating dog food out of the bowl or yeah, something. We're, so yeah, we're, dog, we're dog guys. We get awesome, it. awesome. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit about Man and Six. Like, so what is stout? Like your 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 flavor, your beer, or is like what what would you consider the Style. You know that's a that's a great question, and, and especially in this day and age, there's a lot of breweries who are become niche brewers, breweries, yeah. if you will. So they specialize in sours or imperial styles or New England IPAs, whatever it may be. I um, our beers that have been the most successful in awards have been our darker beers, and I didn't necessarily plan it that way. Yeah. I w- but to answer your question as far as identity, what kind of beer do we sort of you know what's our beer identity i don't know that we have one we have a new england that we have a fruited sour on draft most times and and some form of imperial stout semi-regularly so but i try and have a wide array so i would say i lean more towards the traditional brewery in that i have standard styles i have a couple different ipas i have a stout i have a brown ale i'm about to have a porter released i have a pilsner uh the fruited sour i mentioned i have a lot right now i have a lot of kavayak IPA beers. I've been doing a lot of Kavayaki strain beers. What I'm are really those? Happy. Yeah, what are yeah. those? <laughs> so they're just... Hello? It's a, I think you pronounce it technically. It's Scandinavian, like, Queek, but it's K-V-I-E-K. Okay. And I pronounce it Kavayak, which I know the Scandinavian people are probably cringing if they're listening to this, but... Um, <laughs> we do have a lot of them. So. Yeah, I'm sure you have a few... Yeah, the, the, the fan base is, is wide there. So, yeah. uh, it's, it's, so these have been a relatively new type of yeast strain brewed or used commercially, especially stateside here, where you ferment the beer at like 94 to 95 degrees, like super high. And then the beer like immediately starts fermenting like within two hours, which is, uh, again, these are all like crazy things you you would not ever see with a standard beer. You would maybe ferment the beer between 65 and 70. Okay. Or if it's a Pilsner in the 50s, you don't really ever think about brew- or fermenting a beer at 94 it's like degrees. double, okay. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. And again, it starts fermenting instead of a day later or eight or say ten hours later, it starts fermenting like two hours later and like actively fermenting, like aggressive. So they um, they're actually although aggressive and they ferment warmer, they're pretty reliable, which I like. Brewers like reliability. We want to see repeatability. We want to see those things that are consistent. So I've been doing a lot of different Kavayak beers. Um, there's like a strain called Voss, um, Hornendal, and um, there's I, there's one called Lutra, and then one just came out called Espe, E-S-P-E. And I've used all four now in all our beers and different beers. Some were, one was a double IPA, one was a New England. So I'm really having a fun time playing around with those strains right now. Is that a trend that you see, or is that just your you're like I, like I think this, so. Oh, it is a trend. It, 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 I think so because more and more brewers, breweries, and brewers stateside are starting to use the Kavayak strains here because one, you can basically get a clean beer uh, uh, much faster in turnaround time, but also the ferments faster. You don't have to have temperature control, which has usually been one of the m- most important parts of fermentation beer science prior to entry of Kavayaks, where you can do like 
pitch it and run away and like at 90 degrees and not worry about it. So it's, it's sort of a brewing science anomaly, if you will. But it's, it's, but again, there's a lot of fun things you can do. If you ferment them cooler, you can get more neutral and less esters and less fruit. You know, yeah. if you want a new England ferment it warmer for certain styles. Again, they all exhibit different traits. So it's how you want to kind of weave that into your beer. Okay. So like, where is that from? Like, are like, where do you get that from? Is that in, are they grown in Florida or? Okay, so there's two. Well, I I have two yeast providers. There's a couple different companies. One, White Labs, is the biggest, most well known is White Labs. They're out of San Diego. They used to have a Denver, and I think they have a Nashville location. Then there's Omega Labs, which is newer. They've been around for about three or four years, and they're out of Chicago. I get most of my yeast now from Omega. Um, White Labs is okay. I used to get a lot of yeast from there, but I started noticing unpredictability with some of the strains I was getting. So again, we don't like unpredictability. We want things to be consistent. Yeah. So Omega, they're a smaller company. Uh, respect, you know, with respect to other like White, uh, White Labs, and then Y Yeast is another one. So um, they do a lot of different caviacs. So I get my yeast from them out of Chicago. Okay, so, but they that strains from like uh, Finland. I think yeah. it's from Sweden. Uh, Sweden or Finland or what's Norway? It's, I think they're Norwegian. I think it's Norway and Sweden where they're next to each other, and then Finland. So that's on Chase. Uh, He's our he he visits the world, right? Yeah, I've never been to any. Damn of it, Chase. Yeah. yeah, I would like to. They're all the Me same. too. I have nothing against yeah. them. No, I would love to go. There. I would so, too. So you said um, you mentioned like you this wasn't the direction that you wanted to go with main and six. Like, did you have like a, a style that you wanted to hit and then it just kind of transfer, like transformed into where you're at now? No. So kind of to go back to your question, I wanted to have a brewery that, that was more of a traditional brewery in the sense that I didn't have or specialize in one specific uh, area. I wanted to ha cover all areas, but I want to do them well. I think any traditional brewer and I, maybe all brewers, I shouldn't really uh, distinguish it, but certainly me, I wanted to, to be, good at a lot of different things versus really good at one specific or two specific things. And I actually want to be really good at as much as I possibly can be because that's what every brewer should strive for. So I didn't want to have a niche per se. I just wanted to make really good beer, period. Yeah. That was my goal. And nice. then if I didn't, figure it out and keep trying and make it better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, if it ain't broke, don't fix yeah. it, right? I, yes, like, for the most part. When you <laughs> mentioned uh, – like you don't have one style. I was like going through your Instagram earlier today and I noticed yep. like it was the second post today or the first post today. Um, you're making a beer with ginger snaps and nutmeg. Yep. So we do a lot of treatments. We'll take our beers for yeah. special events this weekend and we'll do it. So our brown ale, we're going to do ginger snaps. We did it last year for our Christmas sweater, ugly sweater party. Yeah. So we're doing it again this year. Um, and then for the WMD, we're going to do an eggnog variant where we're going to put Ooh. clove, cinnamon, um, and nutmeg in it. So, um, you know, we just try and take things that are out there in the world that people enjoy and then see if we can apply them to the beer. But the goal is when you do a treatment on a beer, not to change the beer to where it's unrecognizable. You want the beer to still be present. You just want to you want to enhance it and say, oh, wow, I do taste the brown ale, but I also like this ginger snap version of it. I don't you don't want to cover or mask the beer per se you want that beer to still be present in my opinion that's so how i see variants so it's like the whipped cream like of that. like the dessert like it's adding like whipped cream you know how you add whipped cream yeah. to like ice cream and it's like not like taking over the flavor just like Correct. accents it like no am i not the only he agrees no, with me Dennis. I hate you, you. Could, I agree. Say, you could have said any condiment like in the <laughs> no, world because but, i think uh, other yeah. like if you say condiment like mustard mayo ketchup i think that takes over the flavor whipped cream doesn't take over the flavor it just makes what about it sweeter like a dash of salt or pepper 
That's, that's probably salt. Yeah, I think the description of, of the whipped topping or whipped cream is, is a good one. Salt and pepper. Yeah, I, I think for sure, yeah. though, the condiments can take over, like especially mustard or ketchup. If there's yeah. too much of it, all you taste is like vinegar. Yeah. And so, yeah, I certainly. Yeah, I mean, that's again, you want it to be a subtle. Like if you add vanilla, you want it to smell yeah. and taste like vanilla, but you don't want it to be just so vanilla forward that yeah. you can't taste the beer. That kind of brings me to a question that I have to ask. Yes. Uh, I've asked every brewery, uh, what's the weirdest beer that you've ever had? Oh, man. There was like a weird, like, uh, sour, honey sour beer I had a couple years ago. I think I was in, I think I was in Asheville. Uh, and I was at a beer bar, and I don't even remember who made it or what, but it was, it was a white wine barrel aged sour. And I think they put like raisins and some other spices in it. Yeah, they aged it on fruit in the barrel, and it was a wild. So it was a wild sour as well. So okay. in the in the barrel there was I think lacto or, or I would imagine some bread, and so it had just oh man, I don't even know how to explain it. it had like a combination <laughs> of the bread, the horse blanket, or like the barnyard characteristic, but it was sour as well. And was it good? <laughs> I mean, I didn't care for it personally, but it was a strange <laughs> beer because, you know, they, they use honey in it as well to help, you know, give it some more alcohol. Um, and then I can't remember the spices they used in it, but they're spices you wouldn't think like it would be really bizarre, like almost like throwing cloves or something that's more of a holiday spice and an everyday item like um, uh, I'm trying to coffee like a coke. yeah like a coke that's a good way to yeah coca-cola you're like why you know so it was just like, it was very muddled this? it was very muddled and i again i can't remember who the brewery was that had it because this was probably four years ago it was right before we opened the brewery and we were up there visiting um but it was again it was barrel aged so it had all these different layers it was just so it was too much it was too much mm. what's the weirdest one that y'all have brewed the weirdest beer we brewed you know we're so traditional i'm trying to think um that's a really tough question. I mean, I think uh, the weirdest beer, maybe we haven't done anything weird. We haven't done any because we don't have a barrel or we don't have a wild sour program. We have sour beers. But we don't have a wild beer program like we don't have a fooder or we don't sour in barrels themselves. I would think that maybe adding some kind of uh, fruit. I don't even you know, that's not even that weird. I don't know. I don't think we're pretty I vanilla say, in that regard. I would say at least doing like an eggnog version is at least unique. That's probably going to be the most unique. So here's what we're doing. We are we have a sour that just got done fermenting and we're going to barrel age. It's going to be our first barrel aged sours. Now, it's not going to be a wild sour. Like it won't have bread, Britannomyces. It won't be soured in the barrel because it's been kettle soured. It's already at the pH level we want and it's done fermenting. We're going to put it in white wine Sauvignon Blanc barrels, two different ones. And then we're going to re-blend them back together. And then depending on how it tastes, we're either going to dry hop it um, or we're going to add some fruit to it and then we're going to end up bottling it. That's probably going to be our spring bottle release this year. So that's probably the most unique um, of beers we've done, we'll have done. It'll be that beer. Okay. Yep. That is... Did, did we lose Jason? I think we might have lost I heard some noises and then it went black. So Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe... hope he's okay. I'm sure. He said the yeah. internet went out. Just keep going. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> do you want to move on to uh, the questions then, Kev, or do you have some more questions? For yeah, uh, I I have no further questions, Your Honor. Uh, <laughs> you, you have you have answered everything. Uh, awesome, man. I've Thank I've you. just one more question. Uh, yes. I saw y'all have the movie night and beer release, yeah. which I love when places do like something like that. So can you give me just like a little more info on like 
that? Yeah. So this is the first time we're doing this. I, I have a, um, I have a projector at home. Uh, we've watched movies here in the backyard and a screen and all that. We go outside, especially this time of year. And my, also my brewer, I work with uh, Alex, he has it one as well. And so we're going to bring our stuff together and there's an empty grass lot on one side of our building. And then there's a building right next to us, you know, and so we're going to put the screen on that other building and just play the movie elf. And it's going to be outside trying to keep people outside as much as possible. So it's the first time we're trying anything like this. I mean, I, it might be a little chilly this Friday, but I just trying to think of things that we have not only have, we have not done, but that's going to be somewhat safe to keep people, you know, not indoors, but outdoors and then moderately spaced away as much as possible from each other dude i i love that idea and i love that you picked elf too (laughs) yeah perfect yeah exactly one one of the greatest ever yep Uh, um so i think the uh next thing we're gonna do is play what we call lonely island uh we would have an awesome intro to this usually uh jason's in control (laughs) of that um so let's just say lonely island right here Okay, so on Lonely Island, this is where if you're stranded on an island and you could bring one beer from your brewery, what would it be? And one beer that would is not from your brewery, what would it be? So from not my brewery would be Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. That beer is phenomenal. Yeah. It's one of that has know, been that has been answered. That's definitely the lead. I that's bet. what that I was going to say multiple times. That's yeah. a um that's an American classic right there. That beer so, is one it's what we as all other brewers and my at least what I would hope is that we strive for our one of our beers to be like that. 100%. Sierra Nevada is like one of my favorite breweries. I it's mean, a great they, one of my favorites. I, like anything that they make, I feel is really good. So I don't think, I, yeah, I've had maybe one beer I would been on, been on the fence about, but almost every single one of their other beers, I I love. I love all their core brands. Obviously, um, I can't say anything. I mean, I, I can't say anything greater. I mean, they're so awesome. I've been right. to the Asheville location. Obviously, it's so. Oh, so have you? Yeah, sweet. It's like Disneyland for adults. The nickname <laughs> they give it is Malt, Malt Disneyland, Malt Disney World. Because Malt. They have, if you haven't been, I encourage you, whenever you're up there, you have to go. It's outside of Nashville by about 30 or 40 minutes or something like that. But they have this huge uh, like, you know, plot of land. They have just amazing facility. Um, oh, he's back. All right. Well, welcome yeah. back, Jay. Yeah, it's somehow, just, I, uh, sorry for interrupting you, man. You're good. Um, you're good. Xfinity decided just to like, upload their new software to my router just now like well, i just saw the, I got new upload. software yeah <laughs> upload download we realize santa doesn't give a shit about the podcast xfinity doesn't care either so <laughs> <laughs> i think we already knew xfinity yeah. doesn't care sorry man, we continue. were just uh yeah. we were just in the middle of lonely island here so uh so sierra nevada so the uh um the beer from your brewery what you bring it with you what am i gonna bring what am i gonna bring so god this is tough because i have like three i really love my beers i really do um i hear santa claus by the way um (laughs) i would have to say you know again it's a toss-up i would i would go with my pilsner working stiff actually you know i take that back I go with my cream ale, Little Robs, because if I'm on a desert or on an island, it's going to be hot, most likely. Yeah. And I'm going to want something close, close, you know, quench my thirst. Yeah, Little Robs cream ale, for okay. sure. Little, a cream ale on a, yep. on a island. 
Well, I, I mean, you th think that traditionally that that was America's answer to a Pilsner because that's a pre-prohibition style beer. So that yeah. beer was made. It's it, so whenever I get my yeast, it's a hybrid. I, at least some of the pitches are a combination of ale and Pilsner yeast together. Usually you just pick one or the other. You don't really ferment with two yeah. separate yeast. But uh, it's a beer that's lagered. And, you know, that's what most almost all Pilsners are lagered. Okay. And so it's a, just an ale that's been treated like a Pilsner and it drinks like a Pilsner. It's super strong color. Um, low ABV, you know, four point seven to five percent, somewhere in there. Awesome. Oh, we're oh no. Hey. So I got to go back. I, I when I dipped out because I got to ask. I got to ask this question because I don't know if you guys talked about it. Um, Chase, did he give you his weirdest beer that he brew? And yes, what was it? He did. So our our most unique probably treatment is going to be the eggnog one he okay. mentioned. So we've never really done a heavily spiced beer. Okay. I don't have a we. So I, where I was saying we're kind of. Vanilla in the sense that we don't do a lot of super. We don't have a, uh, a sour beer program or a wild beer program because we have a small brewery. What about this I, one I, though? I would. Um, the dattle pe the dattle pepper one. That beer. I mean, that was a oh, that beer was phenomenal. So we took our our rye lager and we used uh, my my assistant brewer Alex's neighbor. He has a huge dattle pepper garden, yeah. like a, a lot. We had like I'm talking like fifty of them, yeah. and so you, they're hard to get. You can't really get them in the grocery store. So. We got them and it took forever. We kind of cut them open and, you know, open faced them, cut off the stems and we put them in the beer and it was the perfect amount of heat. It wasn't super hot where it rested really long on the back of your throat yeah. um, or on your palate as well. But that was actually probably one of the best treatments of any of the really? lagers we've done. I'm Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that in my opinion, it sold out so quick over the. I guess it was over the summer when we had it and we were still partially shut down, but that beer went so fast once it came out that we had it. It was, it was really good. It was That's become good. like one of my new favorite flavors. Anytime I go to a brewery, if I see one that has like peppers in it, I'm ordering it every yeah. day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dude, I've gotten super into them. Okay. It did, so it, and good. It, okay. It, did, it and it, it they can be um sometimes they can be hard to do because depending on the pepper you use like say you want to use like a like a cayenne pepper which is really hot or anything hotter than that if you put too much then the beers uh, can be undrinkable for certain people. Okay. And so that's where it gets to be over and I'm not saying you know some of the stuff you had has been that way but that's always been my worry. That's why up until then I didn't or hadn't done a uh, pepper beer because um, idaddles are so mild, you can use a lot of them and it's not going to be like supercharged like a habanero where it's going to just like light your, your world up. So, um, yeah, that would, that it came out great. I'm Who wants happy. to bring it up? I, I, I'll say he's like, they're mild. We had, uh, we were, we were actually, uh, our first tailgate, uh, party that we have a cup to cup tailgate party at Florida State University. Go Knowles. Um, <laughs> We were our tailgate was sponsored by um, the company. Uh, it was Daddle Peppers. I can't think of the name right now, at the top of my head. But he yeah. he grows them out of um, uh, St. Augustine, and you're right, they're very yeah. hard to find. Yeah. Um, but what I think Kevin and I are kind of alluding to is uh, bullshit, man. Those things are spicy. <laughs> like we had yeah. a pepper eating contest, and I decided, you know, I was just gonna go right in on them and just oh, eat man. them whole. So I stuffed like two of them in my mouth and. Bad idea. Boy, I was hurting. Yeah. I was hurting. I don't remember. Really. <laughs> <laughs> they were just, like, plus, it, with mixing with the alcohol and everything yeah. probably didn't help either. But, oh, good. boy. I bet the next day was not fun. When I saw it on Instagram, I was what I like right before Xfinity kicked me off. That was what I was about to ask. And so I had to see if you mentioned that beer or not. So I had to talk about that beer. 
No, I, other than that, we mentioned I'm doing a new sour, which is going to be the most different. It's not the weirdest, but it'll be the most unique beer. Where we just got done, it's kettle sour, it's a base sour, it's just got done fermenting. We're going to put in some white wine, Sauvignon Blanc barrels. Okay, and that sounds we're awesome. Age it cool. And blend it. Yeah, I'm a huge yeah. fan of the sours, man. Um, like, uh, you guys have had a, a few of them, but like I, I meant to mention it to Chase is like. For some reason, and you probably heard of Ology out of Tallahassee. Yeah. For yep. some reason, I like when I go have a beer at your place, and when I get a chance to have a beer at Ology, I feel like the same vibe from you guys in the sense like you got they kind of are experts in a lot of different beers, and you guys I haven't had them on the podcast yet, but for some reason, every time I think of you guys, I think of Ology, um, nice because of your beer, and I, I know both you guys brew awesome beer, so I think you guys are in good. Yeah, company. they make really good beer. I've had a lot of theirs. People bring. Luckily, we've had our customers regulars come in from going to tallahassee come back and they'll bring us beers you know just out of the kindness sometimes they'll ask ahead of time if we want something and we'll just trade them a pint or a crowler they'll yeah. bring back beer we'll trade them beer for it That's so awesome. yeah they make really good beer i'm a fan yep yeah really holy i didn't know that yeah. wow good for them that's great um yeah. we we talked about this uh prior uh and yep. i've been trying to ask the brewers to find a bad review that they can rebuttal <laughs> I found um, one. and you found one you you yeah. replied really quickly so i'm excited i don't even know which one uh it's going to be so let me play the intro and then you're gonna uh, give us read a bad it. review and uh, uh yeah and read it and then we'll talk about it okay haters gonna hate and haters gonna hate that is not an actual thing people say this is what you do to haters you just smile all Love right it. man let's hear it all right let me go to the page here i brought it up all right <clears throat> So this is from two and change years ago. Uh, do you want me to na name the name? The, yes. Uh, left? Okay. It looks like it's Danny Sims, and that's D-A-N-I, and then S-I-M-M-S, <laughs> Danny Sims, from uh, two years ago and change. Called to get a rundown of beers before I drove from the beach, and Greg was rude and said he had to go. Well, don't answer the phone if you can't multitask. I bypassed them and hit up Bold City and Hyperion. Uh, much better beer and customer service. Wow. So I did reply as the owner to the actual uh, yeah. complaint, but it's pretty long. I can summarize it if you'd rather do that. <laughs> Whichever one. Um, so they called, the, this person had called during uh, one of our busiest nights. So we have block parties twice a year, St. Patrick's Day and Oktoberfest. And if I recall correctly, she called or he called during uh, St. Patrick's Day. And again, it's like, that's like our that's third busiest day of the year. And I yeah. mean, we have like, and this is pre-COVID, two years ago, we're slammed wall to wall. And I think they called uh, at... If I remember, because I was working that night behind the bar, it had to have been around 7.30 or 8, so it was dark already, <laughs> and we had a, you know, still a line of people at the bar, and all four bartenders were helping people, so they call, and the person wanted us to list every beer, uh, what style it was, and what some of the, like, the, what they tasted like, and Greg got through, he's like, they're like, hey, do you have an IP? He's like, yeah, well, can you name all your IPs? Well, no, I can't, because we have like four right now. Oh, well, do you have any pale ale? So he's like, listen, I'm really busy, I've got to go. I'm sorry, and then hung up on, yeah. on the person. Didn't like it. Didn't wasn't rude to say, listen, I've got to go. I've got customers here. I'm sorry, I have to go and and click right. Yeah. So yeah. the person wanted him to list every beer on the menu and like you know what they were and how what what the Why? ABV was. And he's like, listen, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I got to go. And then that person then left the review. So when I got home that night, I saw the review and then of course had to reply. So my formal response via the brewery is yeah. there on Google reviews. That's freaking Danny. <laughs> I mean. Like, what did he expect? It? Like, sit sit down and have a conversation with me, please, about all your beers while yeah. you know you're trying to serve hundreds and hundreds of people. You know, 
Yeah. And like, yeah. what what response did he expect? Like, what? I mean, their beers. Like, yeah, we have an IPA. You want me to describe the exact way it tastes? Why don't you just come in and <laughs> exactly? I mean, again, had it not been for that one evening where we were that busy, yeah. and again, there's not you know a few times a year where we're super slammed. Every bartender's helping someone, you know, to sit there and describe the entire part, most of the menu. We've got 16 beers on draft, so. Uh, you know, it's not easy to do. And again, there's people waiting and we're trying to get people away from the bar and get, you know how it is in a high volume bar. Oh yeah. That's just the way it is. You can't sit there and like lollygag, I guess. I don't even understand the purpose of the question. Like, what was that going to answer for you? Cause if you're looking for a specific beer, I'm pretty sure they're going to find one that you have. And if they, if they don't have it, you shouldn't be yeah. going out in public drinking beer. If you can't figure find one beer you like from a brewer. I so, literally yeah. go to breweries for the mystery of what I'm going yeah. into yeah, as well. You exactly. know, like I don't want to know like all the stuff you have going into. I, I like if you have a good <laughs> beer that you know I'm, I'm expecting, that's awesome. Yeah, sure. But I'd rather go in there and be like, oh my god, that sounds awesome. I'm gonna yeah, try yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. this exactly. person had every intention to go in that side of town anyway because he's going to Hyperion and, and, and I think he said Strings or, or no Bold City. Bold, Bold City, their so, downtown yeah, he, location. Yeah, he's still going north side from the beach. So you have the beach on the south, like east, right? And then uh, you're yeah. going north. So what the hell was the point of that call if you're gonna go there anyway? Just stop by, see what they have, and then move on out. Like I. I that's a dumb review. Like I don't. And if get they that. didn't come in, like the best part is, you know, I love when people are really upset on the reviews, and then there's always like the final sentence where it's like yeah. their last dig, and it's like much better beer and customer service. When and it's fine. Like I'm not saying my beers, but if you hadn't been to our place, how can you <laughs> how say you know that those other places? I would say if they came into all three and said that, no problem. I'm not gonna. That's your opinion. Dude, I'm completely fine with it. Seriously, I am. But if you don't come in and then you say the customer service is better and then the beers are better, how do you know that truthfully? Yeah. I mean, really, I'm not. That's my snarky reply back to their final yeah. snarky reply. I'm very curious. Did he call Bold City and ask them to like read and describe the entire menu to him? Bro, <laughs> we should call them. And I, I, I don't think they would. <laughs> do you remember like two and a half years ago on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, someone called and wanted yeah. you to read the menu? Like, yes. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hey Danny, this is cup to cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, man, it's wild, man. It's wild out here. Yeah, I w we were uh, we had Wicked Brewery on last. Uh, we took like mm -hmm. a, a couple months off from uh, getting another brewer on for what's on tap. But um, when we we had them on, he was telling he's telling us uh, when he was just opening up, he had to like step away from the reviews. Like it was bothering him so much he had to reply to him or rebuttal him and it was just yep. like taking over and he finally just turned him off like in the sense of like i'm not going to check him every single like it's good to check him once in a while but like yep. to live and die on him is just it's shitty. it is you can't and that same goes for uh, like untapped you know uh oh yeah whether it's a bad google review or facebook or if untapped which you get way more often i think uh, all of us brewery owners do yeah. brewers um yeah you have to like i i stopped looking at untapped like a long time ago because it, people just just man sometimes they get on there and they're just like going for the jugular dude they're just yeah. mean they're all like all right cool oh, oh this guy doesn't like it yeah yeah it's fine i mean um, I, it, as a rating service i got no problem but sometimes people just like are whew, they take it beer does, karens does the average yeah. brewer feel the same as like anthony bourdain when it comes to like yelp as they do for untapped i think so yeah i think that from 
all the all the pro brewer forum boards I'm part of from our Florida Brewers or Florida Brewers Guild uh, forum that it, all the all of us are part of that are part of that. Um, and then there's a craft beer professionals page on Facebook that are for all of us that are in the industry. Yes, I think from all the posts I've seen, we all collectively feel that way about yeah. uh, the Untapped reviews, like Yelp. I think it all had an like a good intention with like, when it comes to Yelp and Untapped, and then it just found out that like people just have a shitty side and just can't yes. like just leave it like. I, yeah, I just never understood the point of like giving someone like a one star. I understand like just leaving a review and letting you know, hey, this is what happened. This is the beer I like. But like just to trash people, I just don't understand it. Just move on. Like yeah. you're doing way more harm than whatever they did to you at that beer, at that brewery. Like it's just ridiculous. It is. I uh, yeah. It's but you know. It, I think I follow an Instagram account about like uh, it's like Untapped WTF. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So again, um, you're not wrong. Yeah. I, you know, it's uh, it's part nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah. Another it. another good one's worst beer blog too. That was I love good. worst beer blog. Yeah. I love and I'm scared to death of worst beer blog. Yeah, for I, sure, I, I for sure. On that. No, I would. That's like a nightmare for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard. I heard that. Jacksonville uh, was on the map a oh. couple a couple days ago. Um, it it wasn't you. It wasn't you. It's but not it was, the first. No. No, no, it was, it, it it was, was bottle, bottle, bottle nose, I guess, did something stupid. We don't really talk about the politic game here, yep. but let's just say they, yep. they took the political stance on something and they shouldn't have, and they, they definitely right. got shit on for it. And pretty much everybody, most of us in the industry and that night, I guess it was a, probably Thursday or Friday night, yeah. we all, within five minutes, we're aware, like we all were, I got like five text messages and like, did you see this? I was like, uh, and this is before it even was on the worst beer blog. And then like five minutes later, they got it. And I'm like, oh, yes. go yeah, here we go. Too go, late. <laughs> go to, uh, yep. go on Instagram, worst beer blog, follow them and then go search and you can read the story on it. My buddy Andy told me about it when we were talking to yeah. one of the, um, uh, managers at, uh, intuition. He was like, have you seen this? I was like, no. And I guess it happened like a day before we were talking about it. And I was like, what yeah. the hell? Like it's, it's just Jacksonville. Like we get a bad rap sometimes. Like we just don't yep. need this in addition. Like, so, and then river city brewing was on it like two or three weeks ago or four weeks ago. They had some huge, um, EDM party on there. I don't know if you guys know river city brewing company, but they're on the river and they have a really, really nice river yeah. patio dining area. And they threw a EDM party for somebody there. And there's like hundreds of people out there doing their EDM close <laughs> dancing yeah, as all over worst beer blog. So we've, yeah, we're not, uh, we were, we all went there, Kev, uh, New Year's Eve a while back. Remember right. that? And then yeah, I do remember we got that. like shitty drinks. We were like, there's no way there's liquor in this drinks. No offense to that bar. <laughs> that was that place. It was, yeah. It, the place that, I mean, we must yeah. have had about 10 drinks, you and know, we were and, sober and, as and I was just like, there, there's no way yeah. like, I switched to beer yeah. and you know, Actually like got a buzz. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. <Nice. I> <laughs> All right. Um, so the next one we're going to play is uh, Drinking Buddies. Uh, and then yep. I'll, I'll play the intro and then uh, I'll break down each question. Sweet. Hold it now. Hold it now. Time to get drunk with my drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. buddies. All right. I always forget about him in the back. <laughs> drinking buddies. Yeah. All right. So the first one's very easy. Uh, celebrity beer pong. Which celebrity would be your partner? Oh man, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. What a, oh, I like it. it. Why? That's, that's a first. That, that is a first. Why is that? First. Yep. Absolutely. Why, why Arnold? Oh, why? I'm sorry. Um, 
I've always been a big fan of his since I was a kid. Uh, I think he's really inspiring as a person, as a business person as well. Yeah. Beyond just the, the career and the movies and some of the films I like of his, uh, as a person, I think he's genuinely a good person. Yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, he's out there to help people, and he uh, he's a hard worker, and he has just a, a really clear. I guess not mindset, but he's just driven, and he, yeah. you know, he, he knows what he wants. Sort of, he goes in that direction, and then I like it. Um, yeah. he sticks yeah, with I like it, it. You know, um, regardless of what people sort of push back or tell him, you know, he's kind of beats to the drum, his own drum, you know, yeah. if you will. His like uh, that. that's, that's, his, a, that's a good answer. I like it. Yep. His interview with Tom Ferris was like epic. Um, I know they pulled yep. a lot of uh, sound bites from him, um, and I just never knew the business side of him and like the kind of like mental toughness side of him like i only know him as the actor and like get down like that's it that's yeah. all i got and, but most yeah yeah I mean, most people do but and, and his that other side of him you know don't realize before he was even in film i think he had already made a million dollars on different real estate ventures that he'd had so he you know he came here with not a whole lot of money at all and did his bodybuilding and found a way to basically self-promote him promote himself as a as a brand and then from there he saved money bought buildings you know and flipped them and whatever and i don't know all the details uh, to the, down to the wow. you know the small details but he he made a lot of money in real estate before he yeah. even was in film and then made even more money on investments after that I would like That's to have, have him and Shaq because uh, Shaq's kind of the same way. He's like a business entrepreneur yeah. as well. I would Super, like to have yep. them like do a podcast together because I would listen to him because people only see Shaq as a basketball player. But if you actually saw like I think he's a doctor or he's a he has he a couple of yeah he's a doctor and then he owns so many car washes, all these other businesses, insurances. Like dude is like. Papa John's. He owns, yeah. I think, behind either ahead or behind Pey Peyton Manning in the most uh, Papa John franchises. I think yeah. one of the two of them are. It's, rid it's ridiculous. You never, you never know until like you just go down this weird wormhole online and realize, yeah. damn, yep, Shaq. It's true. Yeah. Um, all right. Smart. So uh, next one, athlete chug off. Which athlete could you beat? Oh, I would have uh, probably a lot, but <laughs> it's like I, all of them. <laughs> no, I mean athletes. You know, you know, how many? Who could I be? I guess let's go with a fun one. I could probably beat. Um, who's had kind of. Johnny Manziel, you know, he used to party oh, a lot, right? I think I could chug beer. I mean, I want to go for someone that w that I know for for a fact has had their fair share of partying. I don't want right. to pick someone that is sort of really in their in their element and doesn't really party much. That's not really fair. I, you know, slam a beer and they'd not really want to do that. So I think, you know, he as a party animal athlete and he's known for that. I think he would be. Could be wrong. I think I could take him and chug. Yeah. Who's I that Packers? That who's that Packers offensive lineman? Uh, David Bakhtiari. Yeah. 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 He a has a couple one? of chug cams that are pretty good. Yeah, he does. I don't uh, think I could. Well, I don't know. Maybe. He's, yeah, he's a lineman, I, no, so you know I, he I can like take the confidence him out. that Dennis has here. He's, he's like, <laughs> give me the like the biggest partier athlete that I could think <laughs> yeah. of, and I'll kick I love his ass. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah I, I, I don't want to pick someone who you know definitely hasn't had that side of him because then it's you know it's unfair competition. You want to make it you know worthwhile. Yeah. You know, I love it. Uh, a true competitor. That'd be great. I'd okay. love to watch that. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun too. I think uh, I'd like to watch that. That would be good. It's funny because <laughs> live that. It, so far, so in the beginning, when we would ask this question, most of the brewers were like, "Yeah, I don't chug beer." But so far, later down the road, it's starting to look like more and more brewers are like good chuggers. So you would say you're a pretty good chugger. I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. I used to chug a lot of beer and do a lot of beer beer bongs yeah. and beer funnels and keg stands when I was uh, a kid. So yeah. even before I was 21, I did a lot of that. Yeah. Even through college, I did a lot of that. So I would say I'm somewhere in the middle. I was never the best, but I certainly was never the worst. You can hold your own. Okay. Yeah. Like, 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Uh, fictional character, cornhole, movie, book, cartoon, anything. Who is Ooh. your partner? Uh, from Marvel Comics would be Wolverine for sure. If I could, oh, if I could turn someone that was a ficti- fictional character into real life, it would be him. Is it bad like, that I imagine him like accidentally getting the claws out and like ripping up the bean bags? <laughs> oh yeah, he would be. A, I don't think he would be a very good loser. So he'd be. He would be very upset about the situation. Yes. <laughs> Every time someone would throw like a corn bag, he just slices it. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. Go that's, again. That's He's like that. Zero points. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, ran out of bags, Wolverine. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. those are all right. three really good answers man. i'm not arguing with them yeah, yeah. thank you yeah. those those I are just... good yeah um so we've gotten like i need to pull them all because we've gotten some really good ones um for the for right. the fictional like just out of nowhere like um and wolverine was not one of them so i like it yeah cool good i'm glad i can carry the trend <laughs> yeah none, yeah none of those three answers have been said before which i yep. love yes Facts. yes i love that um I what was that. the one that was said like back to back was it James Bond? James Bond. I think it was. I think James Bond was used. Yeah, he was I, said twice. Oh, I, I, like I know James he was used Bond at least too. once. Yeah, big fan of the films. Yeah, big fan. In fact, before you guys were on, I actually found an article on sci-fi.com or one of the websites, and I forwarded it to my friend Colin, who I grew up with, one of my best friends from Daytona, and he and I both like James Bond, and I sent that article to him because it was about the '80s films that had Timothy Dalton in it. And uh, okay, anyway, so it was Dalton. funny. Yeah, that's right, T. Dalton. Uh, are you uh are you a big 80s uh 80s fan here we go 80s movies yeah i would say i am i'm a film fan uh i'm not 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 a super obscure film fan say like quentin tarantino is but yes i like a lot of 80s films because i was born in the early 80s or 84 so um i certainly have seen my fair share of 80s films so uh kevin knows i'm gonna ask uh because there's not a lot of people that share no, our love right. for some you're of right. our brackets so on the on the podcast that we do every tuesday we usually have a yep. bracket tournament that lasts about like two to three months okay. um and um the bracket that just ended was the best 80s action movie bracket right Ooh. so i won't tell you who won and we we, we have a very it's scientific uh facebook okay. instagram twitter everybody votes Absolutely. for it we have a we have yeah. a we have a voting criteria um it's science yeah but um, so we'll tell you who won our bracket. But I want to know, like, out of spitballing right now, what would be your favorite '80s action movie? Favorite? Hey, wow, there's a lot between Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, um, you know, Arnold, Predator, and yeah. First Terminator. Oh God, um, First Terminator. The guy knows, like, he knows, he knows his Terminator. He knows it. He knows it. <laughs> um, I mean, the you know, so just pure action, best action movie. God, yeah. that's if it helps I would have you. To say, what was our criteria again, guys? I, I mean, it's yeah, been a couple weeks. Criteria. Most '80s. Uh, like feel, most most 80s, 80s feel. feel yeah the best like plot yeah like best Mo- overall plot and then the third one was um most action most action and one you would show your kid yeah yeah, yeah. 80s feel uh, uh how much show your kid in terms of like it's a classic, it's a classic. Yeah. like yeah, show yeah. them when it's age appropriate not yeah. like hey oh, i no. have a seven-year-old we're gonna go watch predator <laughs> yeah well that was gonna i was a good part of the question because i was gonna like tailor my answer to that specific if i had yeah. Oh man. Um, I would say, wow, with the story, most like not realistic, but I uh, it'd be tie between Die Hard and Lethal Weapon. We're talking about action, actual action. So I would let's see, tie go or the winner of the tie would be. 
probably Lethal Weapon, just because I like the I like the character arc of in the in the, the dramatic the somewhat dramatic part between Danny Glover and uh, I'm too old and for this shit. Okay, yeah, I mean, Chase. yeah, Chase loves yeah. doing that. Dude, it's so much yeah. fun. Right, uh, so Die Hard's my personal. Thing. Yeah, so Die Hard did make the finals. Uh, yeah, this might break your heart though. Uh, Lethal Weapon was knocked out in the lead eight by Roadhouse. Wow, which is, really? which is yeah. absurd. That's a great film too. That's a yeah. great movie. Totally yeah. absurd. Lethal Weapon's way better than. And then, I think from an action perspective, it is. Yeah, and so, just a movie. And then the other one that made the finals <laughs> with Die Hard was The Running Man, and Running Man won. Running Man won. Yeah. Oh wow, that's impressive. Yeah, I, man, that's great. That's a really good movie. Underrated movie, man. It is very underrated. It's very good. I'm a fan of that movie. Uh, I got to ask too, since you brought up James Bond, who's the best James Bond? Who's the best James Bond? Ooh. Mm. You know, I used to think, so to date myself, I, I played a lot of Goldeneye in, in uh, not elementary, but middle school. So I, Pierce Love Brosnan, it. of course, Pierce Brosnan was my fan, my favorite as a young, as a young person. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten to appreciate the other ones. So I would say, you know, I, I really I like Daniel Craig a lot. At first, I was very against him getting the role because he's blonde. He's not as tall as the rest. They're usually darker haired, tall guys. Yeah, he's more right. So he doesn't fit the physicality. But I really like Timothy Dalton, especially, you know, bring it up uh, because uh, I, li I think License to Kill, those films, I think, really did a better job portraying more of the novel version, the, the, the you know, the, the version uh, of him from the books versus, you know, I like Roger Moore and he got so whimsical towards the last couple films he had. And I do like Sean Connery. And he just got... He got a little older too. I think both. I think he may have. Was he the so, oldest to play when he did View to a Kill? I can't remember, but um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, so, I just thought. Yeah. And then who's the worst, and why is it George Lazenby? <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's because he just didn't land. You know, he. I think he took that role too seriously. You know, he actually uh, trained with Bruce Lee and Jeet Kune Do. You know that he was one of the only. He was no, one of the only crazy. James Bonds that actually knew martial arts. The rest wow. of them did not. Wait, wait. Yeah. You mean when Sean Connery was like, ah, he didn't That's actually correct. know what he was doing? <laughs> the form was I'm totally not buying off. that. Form was yeah. off. I'm not buying that. No, because he did this, <laughs> and they like fell. They I did. Saw it. It's the you know it's the power that he has in that uh in that right yes. shot man he's it breaks the laws of physics yeah well this episode releases next week I'll probably release it sometime awesome. uh, early next week uh, before Christmas um so Ooh. people already know and dude I I I feel like we should have been best friends before this uh so our new <laughs> our new brackets about to release and you just said something earlier I saw Kevin's eyes light up yeah, you're like yeah, yeah you're you're <laughs> talking about video games our next one's yes. Our next one's gonna be uh, '90s uh, video games. Yeah. Awesome. We haven't even yeah, we haven't like even that. released that. You're the first to hear <laughs> yeah. that from outside the Cup to Cup family. Ooh, so. Breaking news. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. You you Big said fan. those moments, and I'm like, man, we might just have to hit you up and uh, go over the criteria to make sure that we're doing we it the go. right way. If I can help in any way, I certainly will. I love video games too, so I will lend my knowledge in a '90s games. You might you might see an email come it. your way, man. <laughs> cool. um, I'm down. All right. I'm down. Um, Let's uh, wrap this up with some trivia, and we'll cool. call it a night. Perfect. Do it. Trivia. <laughs> All right. Um, so I got I to gotta mention this before, because this is why Chase is cracking his knuckles and getting pumped. Yeah. 
Uh, we this. have a a yearly bet happening Kevin's right now. Kevin's like, I don't care. You and see in the background over at there. At the end of the year, they count all of these segments that we do. So in our other uh, 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 series or normal series, we have trivia. We have um, name that show. We play an intro to a, a like an old show, and you try to guess yeah. it as fast as possible. And then we have a Florida Man headline where I, I read a Florida Man headline and leave a blank out, and they try to fill it in. So nice. I keep track of all their points, and the one with the least amount of points has to run a 5K uh, with whatever we put on them while we just scold them and like drive next to them and just this shame them, awesome. you know? This so I say this because it sounds Chase, awesome because you're not doing it, Dennis. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right. yeah. 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 probably thinks accurate. it sounds awesome too because he's beating me right yeah. now. Yeah, so Chase yeah. is right. losing Plenty by three, and we only have two more episodes left for him to get Ooh. his points this episode. So basically, our- if Kevin gets this and I don't, I'm screwed. So, not, yeah. No, not true. Jason's going to give you 100 chances at the end. We've already the next gone week. over how many chances <laughs> I have. So. All right. So, according to facts.net, how much did the most expensive beer cost? You guys are there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop to four right. options. You're like, shit, do I have to actually guess the number? Um, $717,998. All right. $23,000. Three hundred and thirty-seven thousand three hundred and forty-four dollars, or five hundred and three thousand three hundred dollars. Can uh, is this for a six-pack or just like one? This is beer? A, one beer, and I'll for go into beer? I'll go into the story. It's a quick story about it. It's pretty cool. I think I heard about this, but I don't remember knowing. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess the the second answer, which was in the tens of thousands, not the hundreds of thousands. Twenty-three thousand. Yes. Okay. Twenty-three thousand. That's my guess. Chase or Kev, who wants to go first? I'll go seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred and seventeen thousand nine hundred ninety-eight dollars. Okay. And what were the other two options that weren't said? Three hundred and thirty-seven thousand and five hundred and three thousand. I'm gonna say the three hundred thousand one. Three hundred thirty-seven thousand. All right. Yes. Here's the story. World's most expensive beer to date is the Alsop Arctic Ale. Uh, or Allsop Arctic Ale, retailing at $503,300. The beer was brewed in 1875 for an Antarctic um, expedition, which makes it a collector's item, although it's not for consumption anymore due to the long steeping period. It was bid on eBay. A bunch of like 50 or 60 people were bidding on eBay. got it up to $503,000. Holy shit. That's insane. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What do they they mean by long? Yeah, what do they mean by long steeping period? Well, you know, that's weird in that the way they phrase that. I don't know if the writer of that article used the right verbiage. On, yeah. uh, not on purpose either. I'm yeah. not just saying they did it purposely. But usually when you steep something, like think of a, a bag of tea, right? You steep it in the cup, and oh, then you your yeah. tea or your coffee. But we call that in the brewing mashing, right? So yeah. you mash your grain, okay. you convert your starches to make sugars. So the part that kind of, I guess I question that statement, they, they can't drink it because of the long steeping time. I don't know that mashing anything longer than you know the longer you mash it sometimes you get more sugars out of it but i think maybe when they say steeping maybe it's just been in the bottle for too long they're not quite sure if it's actually uh not gonna make you sick from drinking it like it doesn't have a bacterial infection or Mm. something else some secondary infection so i just don't know that steeping i mean again i would have to ask that writer but that doesn't sound (laughs) 
Like, yeah, like right it's, wording. You well, right when, wording. When, you, what yeah. you said is correct in the sense that when I heard steeping, I was like, I mean, I don't know how to brew beer or know the terminology like you, but when I thought steeping, I thought tea. I was like, okay, right. So I, I, that was my follow-up question to that to see what I you thought, thought. What is steeping? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that how the <laughs> I don't know how the steeping would have any effect yeah. on that, but but yeah, know, that was got, the most expensive beer, at least when this wow. article was written. So it's uh, that's what I said, right? I just want to have that dude's money that thought they wanted to buy a beer for five hundred thousand dollars, like. Hmm. I'm gonna have to pass. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you can't cash. even drink it. Are you? Come on. Now. Yeah. yeah, that's yep. Mm-mm. If I'm so, spending five hundred thousand dollars on a beer, I damn sure I'm gonna drink it, even if it correct. Me. Yeah. So <laughs> they're just gonna hold on to it for ten years and yeah. resell it for a million. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Um, well, maybe. Dennis, man, uh, I'm super pumped that I get to wrap up 2020s. What's on tap with you, yes, man? Sir. I had a blast. Honest yeah, to God, man, good. you played along. It was great. a great time. Yeah, guys, thank you for having me. I had a, this is yeah. probably the best interview I've done, like I think ever. Honestly, nice. I've done a lot awesome. of different. Li- I, I appreciate and, you lying, guys. Is, yeah, yeah right. no, I'm dead. <laughs> Listen, we, we I, again, we haven't had a lot of interviews, but this has probably been the, the best. I mean, the most fun I've had. These are good questions. Organic, you guys are great. This is fun. I awesome. actually legitimately had a good time. Nice, That's thanks, awesome. man. Appreciate um, that. So where give us some contact information for uh, Main and yeah. Six, and then I'm gonna probably drop this uh, next week. I usually try to drop it the same week we do it but we have a live episode on friday and i just don't want to confuse listeners no offense listeners so we'll drop it next week so (laughs) if you have any events coming up uh, in the future or like where to find you follow you uh, let us know yeah so this weekend we're doing our ugly annual ugly sweater and ugly mask party hopefully they match and people have fun with that so again that's this saturday um uh you can get us on our main and six brewing uh dot com uh website you can find us on facebook man and six brewing of course and then same with our instagram handle and we do post most of our events mm-hmm. on uh both accounts mainly on facebook though and uh we're in springfield here in jacksonville nice and then you are you doing any distribution we never really talked about that so no not yet i've gotten asked we just you know being a five barrel brewery only having six fermenters we just don't really make enough uh you know, beer in terms of volume per month to get in distro, I would be worried that if we did, they might demand too much upon us and we might get in and over our heads for that. But one day I think we might, if we're planning on expanding behind the building for more uh, fermentation and production. So if that happens, then possibly in the future. Awesome, man. Um, Again, man, I appreciate it. Everybody, please go check yes. them out. We'll put them on cup yeah. cup, uh, life.com slash what's on tap. If uh, for some weird reason you can't find them on Instagram, his contact information will be there. Um, cool. Make sure to follow us as well, cup to cup show. Um, and again, Dennis, man, had a great time. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Thank Dennis. you, guys. Me yeah. too. Yes. Thank, Thank you so you, much. Man.